Hello and welcome to My Existential Crisis, the podcast where we talk about all the things that make us question our entire sense of self. My name is Madison Epley. And I'm Haley Guffrey. <laughs> Haley is back. Hi. She's alive and well. Yeah. Haley, how are you? I haven't talked to you in so long. I missed you. you you've talked to me, but I know, I know we haven't talked, talked. I know what you mean. Um, I'm doing down. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I took um, I took and passed exam to gain my registered behavior technician certificate. So proud of you. So that's a, like a, a step up in my job. So that's nice and done. Uh, the kitchen is like 90% done now. Um, yes. It looks so good. The picture, the cabinets. Oh. I'm I very excited for it, it to so be good. done. Done. It's we're so close. I can taste it. I can in my mouth. It's, I hope you don't. Well, I'm, yeah, that wouldn't be safe. Obviously, you licking the paint off the wall, sniffing the paint. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, um, huffing it. So that's exciting. Um, oh, we booked a trip to Disney again. Yeah, <gasps> but this when time are you going? we're going in February. Um. We're oh my gosh! For days, we're gonna do like a a park hopper thing where it's like three days. We're going to be in the parks for three days, and then in the morning we'll do How one many- park, and in the evening we'll do. There are four parks. It's- what are? I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound stupid. What are they called again? Magic Kingdom is like the big one with all the. Is different- there an Animal Kingdom? Yes, and then Hollywood okay. Studios and Epcot. Oh, Hollywood Studios is a part of Disney. Yes. It used to I be... I it was his own separate thing. No. You're thinking of Universal Studios. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a Hollywood Studios. Then. Yeah. I, it I used no to be idea. MGM Studios, or just MGM, but it is no longer that. It is now Hollywood right. Studios. Um, but, yeah, we talked about it, and I am very persuasive when it comes to Disney. Yes, you are. And so, yeah, we booked it. Uh, like, uh, almost a week ago. So, we're gonna be doing that. That'll be fun. Yay! That is so... Yay! So, okay. Again, I know nothing about Disney. Is You said they were spending three days in each park? No, okay. So, there are four parks. We okay. have tickets for three... We have tickets for the parks for three days. We are staying oh. at a... We're, we are just staying for five days. We're leaving... So we have two days of travel, bookending three days yeah. of park time. But Is that we, enough time to see everything? But we got... Well, I've been... I don't know how many times he's been, but I've been so many times that I've kind of... All the stuff that I'm like, I have to do that one day, I've kind of done. Um, ah. So I'm kind of like... I'm I'm good on most <laughs> of it. Like, I'm, I'm chill. But like... But we got park hopper passes, and park hopper passes let you go from one park to another in the same day. Would um, you not be able to do that before? Yes. So there's a base ticket, and for the base ticket, you just, that's the park you're at. Whatever park you oh. bought the ticket for, that's the park you're going to. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So we bought the park hopper option, which was, a, it's, a, it's more expensive, but in my opinion, it's worth it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I love Disney. I love Disney so much. I know. I'm a, a I huge, know you do. huge... Uh, I don't love corporations, but Disney's my, uh... That's my... I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my, uh, my... What's it called? Guilty pleasure. But yeah. I'm, I'm not... I don't think of it. It's not guilty. I'm not... I don't feel guilty about it. No, you're not guilty in the slightest. You feed into it. They have a new Beauty and the Beast, like, ride over in Tokyo Disney that looks absolutely stunning. And I'm like, give me, yo, take everything I have. I'm going to Tokyo. I'm, I told my boyfriend, I said to him, I was like, going to Tokyo. We are, I hope you know, like, one of my, like, bucket list things, I want to visit every Disney park across the world. Like, I'm, yeah, like, it's not up for negotiation it's gonna happen at some point like i'm like if we're going to tokyo like if we wanted to take like a week and go to so tokyo I mean, if cool. it's a when one of those days we're going to tokyo disney 
Just that's facts. If we want to go to Paris for a week, beautiful. Love it. Eiffel Tower, gorgeous. We're going to Disney World Paris. Like, it's just happening. Like, Shanghai Disney might be a little harder for me to get to because what else are we going to do in Shanghai? I'm sure there's something. They've got stuff, right? I don't know anything, but they've got they've got food. Is that where the Great Wall is? Nope, that's China. Is, is Shanghai it- in China? Wait, I don't I know either. So. <laughs> I'm not so Shanghai, Shanghai. I don't know. Isn't China. <laughs> I don't know now. I thought Shanghai was. In I China. thought Shanghai was a country. <gasps> okay, That's so it is. Me. Okay, cool. My bad. <laughs> I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's cool. That's okay. It's fine. Hey, mm-hmm. we are not geography majors. We did not ever say that we knew anything. In fact, I think we made it very clear that we know nothing. And anyone who yeah. chooses to listen to us, they knew that going God, in. I, so I'm such a moron. <laughs> um, You're not. And You're the not. last kind of thing is that I am going to be in a show. And that's kind of about it. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna drop like a major bomb on me. I was like, "How did you we not talk?" About-? Okay, no. I thought there was other news. Anyway, I got so excited. I was like, "The fuck!" But it's so exciting. Do you know which part you got? Ensemble. The email I received is like principal slash ensemble, and I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was. Confused. I don't know the show well enough to know if that means I am a feature, like featured ensemble. Or if there is a yeah. role of a principal in the show, and I'm, I just, I'm just glad to, that I got cast and that everything, like, I think that it was like 20 people got cut, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not as crazy. Hunchback cut was uh, 40 people. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's. Like half, there were 80 people who auditioned, half got mm-hmm. in, half got cut. Nope. So it's yeah. not as crazy as last year, but it's still, it still feels good to, uh, to to make it yeah but yeah i i yeah i'm just glad to be in a show i've missed i haven't done a show this is gonna sound like really dumb to some people but i haven't been in a show since october now no that's a long time yeah it's almost a year yeah and it's so i've been like i gotta get back into a show i gotta do something again i gotta i i if i didn't get cast in the show there was a good chance that i would have gone a little crazy because i Other than COVID, I don't think I've ever gone, like, a year without being in a show. This long with... Yeah. Yeah. Like, every... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since, like, at least... Since eighth grade, I had done at least one show every year. Usually, it was, like, two or three shows a year. Mm -hmm. So, I... Now, I'm like, I gotta do something. I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Also, we're seeing Taylor Swift next weekend. (gasps) We are! We're going to the concert! I'm so excited. I'm gonna cry. This is a busy-ass month. Uh, not so much for me. I mean, we'll see when I get my rehearsal schedule, but... Yeah, well, I... I only... I'm, like, partially unemployed right now, so... How? Why? Uh, just summer hours. School ended, and, um... I forgot. Yeah. Damn. Kind of sucks, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. So how are you doing, Madison? I am doing well. Um, where to start? I had something I was going to lead off. Oh, you got bangs. I forgot to tell you. You got bangs. We're part of I the did. bang gang I, now. I, I, we have bangs. We're the bang gang. Mm, maybe. Oh. Maybe don't say that. That's not. That's not what I'm. I, I understand what you're saying. That's not what I meant. I, everybody, please. But. Oh no! Oh no! No, that's well, not what, what I meant. You, what, what you're not saying is gangbang. That's but it's too close. It's still too close. Yeah. Okay. We are part of yeah. the uh, group of people who have bangs. Yes, it's we are. Not as fun to say, but it's uh, <laughs> whatever. We're a little banged up. Okay. Um, I need to take another break. Bye, everybody. <laughs> this was fun. Good catching up. Ah. <gasps> uh okay so i've been good um i have my audition for sweeney todd this weekend fuck yeah you're gonna kill it i am very nervous i want joanna so fucking bad i have been practicing so much i'm mm, i'm very excited i'm very nervous but i'm excited Uh, anyway so uh did i tell you that david peed on bowie yes you did (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think I told it over here though, no. so I'm gonna tell it to everybody. Okay, cool. Oh, so, Is, are you allowed to? Uh, Does he know you're gonna tell? I everybody? don't give a shit. I, it's the funniest. I think about it every time I see that cat. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about it. Okay, so I have a cat named Bowie, and he is the sweetest boy. He loves to follow you into the bathroom. He has hopped up on my lap as I was peeing before. Like, he just loves to be near you, especially when you're in the bathroom and, like, you can't move. Like, he loves to trap you with his love. Well, he gets really curious, too, and, like, has migrated into the shower before and into the sink and whatever. So David gets out of the shower one day, and Bowie wanders in, as he usually does, checking out the shower and like sniffing around well david the shower is right by the toilet and david turned around from the shower and started to go pee and so uh he's standing there peeing as one does and bowie just pops his head up on the toilet seat and just puts his head right under the under the stream of urine (laughs) and david just peed right on his head so weird I feel like there are a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen, and it's just... No, because he just got out of the shower, he was getting ready for work, like, he wasn't looking down at the toilet, he was, like, looking up and, like, just, like, doing his thing, and then it was too late, then Bowie is there, and he pulls away, obviously, it wasn't, like, a long time, but he, like, pulls away, he's like, what are you doing? He didn't want to pee on the floor, like, it was a whole thing. So then Bowie comes running out, he's still, like, he's happy, he's happy as clam. He comes to greet me. He's got, like, trickles of pee coming down his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did you clean I him? him? I did. I got the okay. little, little baby wipe and, like, cleaned him off. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's fine. One time we took uh, our dogs for a walk and for some fucking reason, like, you know how they are. They'll pee on everything when they're out in, yeah. in the world. And yes. For some reason, Cole just kept standing underneath he did it like twice. Caffrey was peeing on something and Cole just ended up right under him. It was really kind of weird. <laughs> They're weird. Like Cole is constantly <laughs> licking Caffrey's ear. Like the inside they of it. They just love each yeah, other. I, I guess. They just want to clean each other. I guess. I don't really ever see Caffrey doing it to Cole though, so he must not care as much. So here's the thing. I have never had cats who weren't gay. And, like, what I mean by that is, like, my cat... I've always had boy cats. I've never had girl cats. I'm very much a boy cat mom. And every... All the cats that I've ever had have, like, cuddled and loved up on each other and, like, been super affectionate. And these boys, they are not as affectionate with each other as I'm used to. So every now and then I'll see them, like, cuddle and, like, bathe each other. And I'm like... They're, love- they're falling in love. They're, they're, they're getting there. They're they love each other. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I am. I'm doing great. So what I'm about to talk about, I've actually had this written up for a couple weeks now, but uh, my mental health said no. I'm excited. Um... But this, it's a pretty popular urban legend, folklore type thing. Um, But it's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites of all time. Um, So, so in 1817, John Bell saw a strange dog on his property. When Bell fired his rifle at the animal, it disappeared. Little did he know that was just the beginning. Soon, many members of the Bell household would report strange sights themselves. A bird of unusual size, a girl in a green dress hanging from the trees, a large black dog. Then came the knocking on the doors and the walls, the gnawing on the bedposts, and the chains rattling across the floor. Something had invited itself into the bell home. But who and why? What the fuck? So do you know anything about John Bell and his plight? It sounds familiar, and I'm sure when you tell me... I'll, like, it'll click, but right now, I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Okay. Good. I like it like that. John Bell resided in Robertson County, Tennessee, with his wife Lucy and their children. No one was immune to the fear filling the house, but those targeted most were John and Betsy, his youngest daughter. Betsy was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins while John began to experience paralysis of the mouth. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Pretty crazy. 
um, after some time, the spirit began to speak. The spirit offered several different variations as to why it had appeared, even leading John's son Drew to go on a fruitless search for buried treasure. That was something I didn't know until I did more research, and I thought it was very funny um, that this ghost somehow, like, convinced this boy that for some reason the reason she was tormenting his family was because she wanted him to find buried treasure okay so quick question is this is this spirit speaking through john or is it just like also in the house no it's just it's just there okay cool it is um a disembodied voice okay good to know i don't like that but good to know (laughs) The spirit had a personality of its own, enjoying gossip and religious arguments. Yo, me too. Some say that the spirit even delivered two different sermons simultaneously, even though the two churches where the sermons were being given were 13 miles apart. So, so we are clear on that. This spirit was delivering two different sermons at the same time. To where? In the house. Just in the house. In the house? Yes. This, this spirit was reciting these two different sermons simultaneously, while, meanwhile, the churches themselves were 13 miles apart. Okay. So, even though it's already kind of impossible that, like, she would be able, the spirit, I call her, I call it a she, um, that the spirit would be able to hear one, that's already, like, pretty outlandish, that the spirit is reciting a sermon being given at a church in town when oh i see yeah okay so it's it's reciting the the, the sermons yes. i thought you were saying it was just saying sermon but it's reciting the same sermons that are two different sermons that are going from across the town yes in the house yes oh shit okay um, i was confused that makes sense. the timing of this may be the sermons were given at the same time but the spirit recited them later on in the day i don't really know the okay. exact timing of that all that I know is that it's a lot of weird, like, the churches were 13 miles apart, yeah. so there's no real way that anybody could be, obviously, at both yeah. churches Yeah, also not the time of, like, audio recordings right. or, like, where they could have, like, reheard it and recited it or something like that. Right. Or, like, even cars. Are we in car time yet? Or are we at... Regardless, the cars were not fast. No, we're this not is eighteen seventeen. We're, we're yeah, we're talking. We're talking, we're talking a little scoot about down the road. Like, we're not okay. talking cars. Um, but this wasn't even like a one-time thing for the spirit being in multiple places at once. Um, there were reports of her being confronted by friends of the Bell family, only for her to perfectly mimic their relatives back to them, which scared the shit out of them. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt you. But this is the second time it's happened. Have you seen my camera? I have like, not. I'm. I am. I have um, my stuff pulled up. I have. Okay, twice now. When you're talking about it, like I'm not trying to be weird, but like my camera has like shook. There's like this blue. There's like this blue haze that like blue digitized like haze that keeps mm. coming over my camera. I don't love that. I don't love it either. That's why I, okay, I ignored it the first time and like it happened again. So I'm not make I'm not making it up and I'm not trying to like No, I have be weird, I kind of like minimized the my screen okay. so I'll see if it happens again. Okay. All right. Um but one man was even told by his parents across the ocean in England that they heard his voice. Ew. And credit for that was given to the witch. Um the witch is what she would become known to be um okay. there were a lot of different accounts of who she could be um there were some people that believed she was a native american spirit because obviously 1817 that's kind of around the time yeah. when settlers and colonization was big um mm-hmm. and there were others that believed Uh, the witch to be someone named Kate Batts. Kate Batts was a um, neighbor to John who when she was alive they didn't really get along too well. Um, Okay. But she was also still alive at the time that this happened. She didn't die until 1847. So that's almost Mm. 30 years after. So some people believed that she was 
again with the time the time frame uh that she was a witch and she was kind of just projecting a spectral version of herself to the bell home okay is kind of she was or what was going on there and again this is all just happening in the bell home yes only the bell home correct okay well for the most part for the most part okay um it happened usually in conjunction with the bell family betsy for a while like she believed that if she left the house she would be safe because like i said earlier betsy got a lot of the physical brunt of it Mm. she was physically and verbally just abused by this entity and Mm -hmm. um so she would stay with friends but it didn't matter where she went it would just kind of follow her so it didn't keep itself to the bell house but it didn't follow anyone else either, if that makes sense. It kept itself to the Bell family. Yeah. And, like, if people okay. were there in the home that were friends with them, um, as far as I know, there are no records of her, like, following them and, like, fucking with them after they leave the house. Okay. But while they were in the house, they were fucked with. Um, I see. And there were so many... This story spread so far that it reached... Andrew Jackson. Oh, shit. Um, and this was before he was a, he was president, um, and he became intrigued enough to visit the house himself. During the journey, his carriage became stuck with seemingly no explanation. The horses were whipped, the wheels were checked, many even began pushing the carriage from the back, but nothing would work. Oh, my gosh. Jackson proclaimed it was the work of the witch, and an unseen force confirmed, saying, All right, General... Let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. And move it did. That evening, one of Jackson's entourage began to threaten the spirit, to which he promptly had the shit kicked out of him uh, by an invisible entity. Okay, yeah. I Now it's sounding yeah. familiar. And the men... I didn't know it was Andrew Jackson, though. Yeah. The men left the next morning. There are a couple different accounts... Some say that they were so spooked that they would not sleep in the house, and some say that they just stayed the night and left in the morning, so. Mm -hmm. The witch, although she was kind to John's wife, Lucy, um, she just fucking, she hated John Bell. She hated him so much. Uh, She would call him Old Jack Bell, and she threatened him, she hexed him, and she physically abused him, and she promised to kill him. Jeez Louise. And she just might have. What does that mean? In December of 1820, John came down with what would be a final illness. Oh, shit! His attending doctor discovered a mysterious vial half-filled with a dark-colored liquid. Upon the discovery of this vial, the chatty bell witch crowed triumphantly, It's useless for you to try to relieve old Jack. I've got him this time. He will never get up from that bed again. That witch is pretty wordy. What the fuck? Referring to the referring to the vial, she affirmed, I put it there and gave old Jack a big dose of it last night while he was asleep, which fixed him. There have been a few different accounts of what happens next. Some say his son threw the vial into the fire, which caused it to explode in a blue haze. And others say Lucy gave the liquid to the house cat, which died shortly after. Um, regardless of what happened next, like how it was discovered that this vial was truly like something treacherous um john bell died the next day oh my god but even in death the witch tormented him uh she interrupted his funeral with laughter and drinking songs what the fuck oh drinking yo honestly though she, what a good way to go out she went she went all out she was like yeah she's just trying to liven it up you know god. spice things up um after john's death the witch mostly went away she told the family she would return in seven years, which she apparently did, only to be ignored by the family, which led her to exit a second time. Um, unfortunately, for people who are insane like me and would love to visit, uh, the Bell House no longer exists. And these accounts, and at the time, why this is such a popular case is at the time, this was one of the most documented cases of paranormal phenomena yeah there was so much documentation on this um 
These accounts come from a book written by a man named Martin Ingram. The journals and materials he claims to have used as sources for his writings have never been located uh, since he used them. So that goes hand in hand with it was one of the most quote unquote documented cases. But these documents that Martin Ingram claims existed are nowhere to be found. Um, And I mean, with that, the story of the Bell Witch could be nothing but a fabrication, a fairy tale. Someone made it up. The only evidence supporting the Bell Witch's existence is a newspaper article, which basically says Betsy faked the whole thing in order to convince her crush to marry her. That's kind of shitty. I Listen, that's not outside the realm of the possibility. <laughs> Bitches be crazy. Like, But uh, no matter what the truth is, whether it's a hoax, a story made up by Martin Ingram, or a terrifying true experience, the Bell Witch has always been and will probably always be one of my favorite ghost stories. I oh my gosh. love this story so much. So, like, when it comes to the... The physical, like, assaulting, like, how long was that going on for? Not too long. 1821 is when it says that, I believe, John Bell died. So, from 1817 to, oh, December of 1820 is uh, when he got sick and then he died. So, only, like, three or four years this went on for. Okay. Still, I don't I like mean, that. Yeah. Still no, don't like it. Um, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of document, not documents, but there's a lot of like, I'm looking at them here, early written records. Yeah. Describing the incident, but I don't know if these are like true. Does that make sense? Yeah. You also said there was like a mention of a dog and a bird and a little girl. Yes. Those, Were these just like... It was just how she wanted to... Appear. Appear at that time. Yes. Jeez. She appeared as a quote-unquote unknown bird perched on a fence that flew off and was of extraordinary size. Um, quote, unquote, a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. I don't like that. And Dean, one of the family's slaves, because, sorry, it's slave. That's the time that it is. I know. Um, uh, he reported being followed by a large black dog on evenings that he visited his wife. Black dogs are not a good omen. Black dogs are demonic there that's a demonic like omen trope thing that's i don't like that yeah like usually when people see a black dog that means like they're gonna die or someone's gonna get hurt yeah i don't like that it's crazy um and i'm looking now at like the uh early written records a lot of them aren't anything these documents don't speak to the truth of the situation or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. none of them are really... Verified. Yes. They are more like... You. For example, one refers to the Bell Witch is a great scapegoat. Mm. Every circumstance out of the regular order of things is attributed to the witch. Um, and that... Was quoted from Lucinda Rouse, an, an authenticated history of the Bell Witch, chapter 12. Um, and that took place 1868, that was published. Um, authenticated history of the Bell Witch was actually printed in 1961. That is the book that Martin Ingram wrote. Okay. So again, the quotes in this, they don't hold the best weight. Yeah. They don't, they wouldn't gotcha. hold up in court. It wouldn't hold up in court. Yeah. And but, um, I, I'm obsessed with the Bell Witch. I love her so much. And I have since, God, I was probably like nine or ten. So, although the house isn't there anymore, like, have there been any other, like, not, like, sightings or anything about her? Or is she, like, just gone? 
I think she was just gone. Okay. I don't... Damn. I wanted to say hi. There is a cave. Oh. Um, that's not what I expected. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm out now. <laughs> I don't want to be in a cave. The um, cave had a... It played a relatively minor part in the Bell Witch legend. Obviously, I didn't mm-hmm. mention it uh, the entire time yeah. I was talking about. I was telling you the story um but there was a cave that was on john bell's property and it is the only thing that's left there so visitors will visit will go to the cave and they hope to kind of experience something um eerie events have been reported by visitors to the cave which um but there's nothing been on the scale of the the happening like yeah so i mean that's kind of it like she just kind of stopped she just kind of damn said bye she just dipped um but yeah i choose to believe this actually happened because that's more fun for me um yeah but it might there's a perfectly reasonable chance that it was totally fake um and made up there always is i mean like you never know 100 percent for sure but i think it's like super interesting this is one this is what you chose today because i have something kind of similar in the same realm so Guff Puff, I'm going to tell you about Robert the Doll today. Oh, fuck. Yay! Okay. I... So... Yeah, go ahead. I love Robert. <laughs> so before I dig in, I just want to say that rumors and legends have st- have spiraled in the last hundred years, so I've really tried my best to sort through all of the sources and try to find what was the most consistent and what was the most accurate based on like first person accounts. So with that being said, I'm just going to dive right in. So this doll was gifted to a four-year-old Robert Eugene Otto in 1905. And yes, the boy's name was Robert, but he went by Eugene or Jean. So Jean's grandfather gave him this doll while he was on a trip to Germany, and it was a birthday present, one of a kind, handmade by the same company who made the very first teddy bear, believe it or not. There were rumors that circled around saying it was gifted to Jean by one of their maids and made to be a voodoo doll, but this has been disproven. And I also want to mention that voodoo is a very misunderstood religion, and I think I've mentioned it before, but it is... Uh, weaponized to be seen as evil and it's not so like I think that was mostly just like a rumor back in the day whenever you know people not that people aren't racist now but like especially back in the day when you have servants of different cultures you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. anyway so Gene loved his doll um, and he loved it so much he was like I'm gonna name it Robert after myself and they were best friends inseparable inseparable so Robert the doll, fun fact, was probably never actually intended to be a doll, but rather a window display for the company. And he is made of felt and stuffed with straw, like a wood wool type of thing. And he is also thought to have been made with real human hair. He had two black beads for eyes. And over time, his weathered felt has like different nicks in it. And it it kind of looks like scars in his body and his face. It's very un... I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, So he's famously wearing a sailor suit, although he didn't originally come with that. Gene actually dressed him in his own sailor suit. Um, And you can see a picture of Gene whenever he was little in the sailor suit, and then you can see that's the same one that Robert then wears. The reason that this doll could fit was because he was life-size. He was about three feet tall, which was actually bigger than Jean was whenever he got it as a gift, and it weighed six pounds. Again, 
They were best friends, and Gene made sure that his best friend Robert had anything he might need. Toys, clothes, furniture, anything. And Robert also has this dog with, like, this huge tongue sticking out of its mouth. That was actually a gift from Gene because Gene wanted Robert to have a little companion whenever he wasn't there. Um, and they went everywhere together. Even though the, the doll was, like, super large and awkward in size, Gene insisted on taking him everywhere. Um, and they were, you know, Gene often was heard whispering to Robert, which sounds innocent enough to me. You know, they're being, they're young kids and their imagination. I used to whisper to my stuffed animals. Right. Yeah. However, one day, Robert's family heard the doll whispering back. Mm-hmm. Which is not normal, no. considering the voice was a deep voice that was definitely not their son's. Um, and they would go up to check on Gene, but Gene was always alone, just had Robert with him. So they would hear this noise, they hear this extra voice, go see, like, what the fuck is happening? Who is that? And it's just Gene and Robert. I don't like it. Uh, so. Obviously, as we can see at this point, Gene treated Robert like he was a living entity. And, I mean, it kind of manifested into that. I don't know what Robert is or was, but it got out of hand. I mean, Um, I say to (laughs) Christian all the fucking time, because he makes this joke all the time, especially at night, about a hat man in our house. No, 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 Uh, no, Haley. Haley, what about a hat man? Just, he'll be like, oh, there's a hat man. Say hi to the hat man. No, no, no. I know. I tell him. I tell him. Don't. I tell him. Haley, I'm almost started crying. Haley, I have, I have dreamt since I was very little of a man in a hat, in a bowler hat to be specific. He's a little bit portly of a gentleman in like a suit, but I have dreamt of him ever since I was little and like every now and then he'll come back in my dreams Chris. and I like shit you not I used to call him the hat man Jesus, because he had a bowler hat I always think of the hat man as like someone tall and lanky so that's the other thing my sister I was telling my sister about the hat man that I would always see and she said that she had one of her own except he was called the shadow man and he was tall and lanky and it was just this black figure he also wore a hat it was a top hat though and that was like her version of the hat man see hers she said that it felt like not sinister she was unsettled by it but she never felt in danger Whereas my hat man, I was unsettled by it, but I always felt like he was trying to protect me or, like, keep me just safe. Ca- he's just checking on you. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. But when she told me about this fucking Slender Man, Shadow Slinky Man, whatever, sl- the Shadow Man that she would call him, like, that is what I think of when you say the hat man. Yeah. I don't, I, no. No. Mm-mm. So I always, no way. I always yell at him every time he does it. I, I get real sick of him doing it because I was like, you're going to speak something into existence Yes. Like, I'm a very... Energy is strong. Yeah, I'm very big on... I'm not religious, but I, I describe it as I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Yes. I am very big on the powers of the universe, and, like, there's something out there, but I don't know necessarily what it is, nor do I wish to really, like, fuck with it. So you respect it. Like, yeah, you stay in your lane. I respect yeah. you. I'll stay in my lane. Like you will never catch me um, playing any fucking mirror games. I will you... not play in a Ouija. I nope. will not play with a Ouija board. I did it. I will not. I did it once. I did it a couple times. I've played with a Ouija board a couple times, but I now I'm very am like, no, no way. I have thought about it, but like worst case scenario, like I don't want that to happen. No. Like. I don't know. Like the best case scenario, nothing happens. Worst case scenario, something very bad happens. Yeah, but it, I don't want to have to find it's out. It's true. Like, I, it's just, it's, we, did I ever tell you, oh my God, this is gonna, I'm rambling now, but I'll no, remind cool. me to tell you about uh, the uh, Grand Midway Hotel. But tell me now, I'm gonna forget. Okay. I'm not gonna remember. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I stayed at the Grand Midway Hotel a couple years ago. What is that? Um, it's a hotel in. Uh, redacted um (laughs) that is like supposedly haunted okay and um it gave me really bad vibes 
um, the third floor did. And it was, like, the owner of the hotel put up these, like, red mood lights and whatever, so I'm sure that was part of it, but... Yeah. My friend that went with me uh, and I, we were staying the night for my birthday in October, and we... I I downloaded this, like, ghost app. This, like, um... I don't know if you've ever heard. There's an app where... Is it, like, a spirit box? Yeah, I think so. And it it takes radio channels. And it flips through them at such a frequency that if you hear a complete thought or sentence that is supposedly spirits trying to communicate with you, because, um... They're adjusting the frequencies. They're manipulating Mm -hmm. it somehow. So, we stood out in the hallway of this third floor, this dark red lighted third floor, uh, next to this portrait that is supposedly of a woman who died at the hotel in, like, the 1900s. Mm. Um, I ask the question, is anyone here? The res- I get a response. And it said, we're here. Ah! So, yeah, very- More than one? Yeah. No! Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next, we go into another room. Uh, this room is called the Shakespeare Room. It is very creepy. Um, and we're hanging out in there, and I ask a question. I was like, is there anything here with us? I shit you not, Madison. A deep voice comes over the ghost box and is like, get out. Uh. I say, do you want us to leave? And a deep voice comes over the box again, and it sounded like it was counting down. Like, five, four, three. And I was like, cool, we're leaving. Bye. Won't disturb you again. No. No, 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 no. And then that night, we stayed in, like, the guy, the owner of the hotel gave us a ghost tour at one point, and he said we stayed in, like, the chillest room. Like, nothing really happened there. And I was like, okay, Okay. good, cool. I don't really want necessarily anything to happen in here. Um, I... want to preface this by saying I don't know exactly what happened, but this is just, I'm going to recount what you remember. What I remember. Yes. Um, I wake up, we, my friend and I went to bed at like three in the morning because we had just been up. As one does. Yeah. We had just been up. We were, you're allowed to like wander as long as you want the halls of the hotel. You're allowed to go into any room that isn't booked. Like you can kind of just do whatever. And it's really cool. Um, but so we had spent a lot of time walking around and I called it before she did. Cause I was like, I'm too freaked out. I get really, especially on the third floor. I'm like, I get such bad mm-hmm. vibes up here. I don't want to be up here. I'm going back to the room. So I went, to, we went to sleep around three and I've shared a bed with this person before we have slept in the same bed before. Um, and nothing like this has ever happened. So okay. keep that in mind. I wake right. up. In the middle of the night to the feeling of someone tapping on me. And I look down. Like, I'm sleeping on my side. Yeah. And I kind of roll over and I look and I see this hand. And it's on me. And I thought it was my friend. And so I just picked it up and I moved it and I rolled it back over and I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning and I said to my friend, what the fuck was that? Like, what were you do? Like, did you need, like what and she was like I guarantee you I didn't do anything I don't move in my sleep like that like I don't she was like when have I ever like you've been around me we've shared a bed before when have I ever moved in my sleep and I said okay that's a good point and then Uh. yeah so that's um Again, I don't know exactly what happened there. It could have been... No, I've actually heard a story similar to that from somebody else. So, like, that is... Like, that... That's why I'm, like, not really saying it. Because I'm, like, kind of freaked out. But, like, I... mm. Yeah. So... And then the next morning, I... We were checking out. And the most haunted room in the place was booked the night we went. And I was kind of bummed out because I had wanted to go in and and check it out. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that the person who had booked the room the night before was one of my... Was one of a girl from high school Uh, so um i saw her and i was like uh it was piper you remember piper yeah yeah it was piper so i saw piper and i 
she she mentioned that they had been staying in the canopy room and i said oh i'm so jealous like i really wanted to check it out but you guys were in there last night and uh she was like oh well you can go in there now if you want all our stuff's gone like That's all our awesome. stuff's out so i was like oh fuck sick cool so i walk in i was in there for maybe 45 seconds before i said i can't do this the vibes in there were so mm. just wrong they were just bad but yeah i'm sorry i got very off topic basically what i'm trying no, to say no it's is, okay it's on brand yeah basically what i'm trying to say is like i fully believe that it is possible to speak something into existence yes to put enough energy into something that it becomes real because like you were saying like was robert cursed was he given just this there were there were so much energy put into him that it started to become something otherworldly kind of thing yeah and i i just i fully believe that that is very very possible and um yeah and that's one of like the main theories about robert is just like him not maybe not being cursed but like there i did it again did you see that no okay i'm gonna keep talking then i'm i'll move on I don't like that. Okay. So over time, getting back to the story, <laughs> over time, Gene's parents would start hearing commotion coming out of his room. Like every night, like clockwork would be banging and loud noises. And so his parents would be woken up by screams in addition to this commotion. And when they opened the door, they would find Gene curled up on his bed, terrified, staring frozen at Robert the doll, who was at the foot of his bed. And all of his toys were, like, strewn about. Some of them were, like, mutilated. The furniture was overturned. Some of it was broken. And when they asked what happened, like, what the, like, what the fuck? It's the middle of the night. What are you doing? He just pointed at the doll and said, it wasn't me. Robert did it. Obviously, nobody believed Jean until they started to notice, like, unexplained events happening around the house. So, for example, they would hear heavy footsteps upstairs when no one was there. It was only Robert who was up there. And they would also hear giggling coming from Robert's direction. Other sightings would include seeing Robert's expression change as if it were listening in on conversations. Mm -hmm. And people would also spot Robert staring outside the window. And passersby would also confirm this, even crossing the street to avoid walking in front of their house. They said that they spotted Robert walking from one window to the other from outside mm. up in the attic where he would stay. I hate it. Yeah, no. Um, so this doll, they're like, fuck it. It's staying in the attic. We're not having it around here. It's just going to live up there. But they would still hear footsteps and sounds coming from there servants and the house help they would actually quit in succession because it was rumored that Jean's aunt died the night robert was moved to the attic so they heard this the these footsteps they heard these noises that plus Jean's aunt dying whenever robert was moved up to the attic they were like fuck this i'm out of here um little side step as a child Gene was always fond of art. He was very gifted and he loved to paint even before he could speak. And so eventually he went to college to study architecture and then went to study painting. Um, all this years, all of these years, Robert the doll stayed at home, but Gene never forgot about him. So Gene spent a couple years working in New York and then moved to Paris, met a woman, they got married. Annette, Parker, and Gene were married on May 3rd, and eventually they did move back to New York from Paris during the Great Depression. And because of the Great Depression, they were out of a job, they were trying to do what they could to make money. Um, and over time, they learned that Gene's mother was sick. So in the 1940s, they moved back to Gene's childhood home in Key West. So after Jean's mother passed, Jean and Anne moved into the family home, which is now known as the artist's house. And like I had said, Jean, like I had said, Robert was in the attic this entire time, all throughout Jean, you know, making a life for himself, going to college, getting married, having jobs. But the second he moved back home, their relationship picked right back up where it left off. And his wife was not too pleased about that, which I totally get. Um, she was very unsettled by Robert the doll and insisted that Jean keep it in a separate room from them. And Jean did just that. He 
made Robert his own room in the attic. He had a chair facing the window for Robert to overlook the street. The room was furnished with child-sized toys and furniture for Robert to play with. And eventually, he turned Robert's room into his art studio. So he would be painting and creating right with Robert right by his side. So later, a woman named Myrtle would later come to the artist's house and said that her neighbor, Anne, Jean's wife, Anne would say that whenever Robert, fuck, their names are the same. Anne, Jean's wife, said that whenever Jean would do something mean or hurtful, he would blame it on the doll. He would say, it wasn't me. Robert did it. So even as an adult, he is still placing blame on Robert for his actions. So... Robert is staring outside of the attic window. School children would report seeing him sitting in the chair one second and then just gone the next, much like the earlier years when Gene was young. And, you know, throughout his life, Gene became a very respected citizen. He supported a lot of community organizations. Um, his house turned into an art gallery. Um, and he did pass away in a Miami hospital. And the cause of death was Parkinson's. In the months leading up to his death, it was reported that Gene spent most of his time up in the attic talking to Robert, and after his death, Anne, his wife, found out that she had actually been written out of her husband's will. Uh, apparently, Gene was butthurt about something, so he was like, you get nothing. Can I it's okay. okay, for those of you who listened... Um, I actually finished my story and I I looked up and I saw that it had stopped recording. And again, I like, I'm not trying to be weird or like, I don't know what's happening. It's okay. But, um, it stopped recording right after I said that Gene was butthurt about not leaving anything for his wife. He was butthurt. So he didn't leave his wife anything in his will. I'm sorry. I'm a little frazzled right now. Um, um, you couldn't tell. I'm a little uh, uncomfy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's only like eight minutes. Okay, I, d- I have no idea what happened. I didn't do anything. Um, so let me back up. Where do I back up? Um, so Anne was left out of Jean's will, but they did own the house together, so she was able to keep that, and she was she kept it and was able to live there for a couple years until she eventually sold it to another couple. Um, She gave the doll to this new couple and said that doll was Jean's best friend. Of course, he never had any other friends and just like wiped her hands clean of the artist's house and Robert the doll. After Jean, I keep like checking the thing to make sure it's still recording. I'm sorry. I'm like super paranoid now. Uh, I don't like that at all. Um, okay, so after Jean's death, Robert was forgotten about until a new neighbor found Robert years later. And she said that initially she didn't have any problems. She would dress Robert in PJs and put him up by the Christmas tree during Christmas Eve. Um, and whenever she took Robert to her new home, that's where she started to realize that things were happening. So she would corroborate Jean's stories Whenever it was said that, you know, she'd find Robert in different positions. She would hear giggles coming from him. She would hear footsteps coming from throughout the house. Um, And a reporter actually visited the couple and visited Robert and said, quote, it was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as he it was as if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? So. He stayed in Myrtle's house with this activity happening until she finally donated him to the Fort East Martello Museum in 1994. And he still remains there to this day behind a glass enclosure. She set Robert down in a chair in the museum office, said, this is Robert. He is part of the Otto family, and I can't stand him being in my house anymore. She said that she locked Robert in a room because she noticed that he was moving about the house on his own, and then Robert locked her in a room. And she insisted that she wanted the doll out of the house and eagerly filled out the paperwork to donate him. 
She died less than three months later. And as soon as Robert arrived to the museum, the paranormal activity started to take place. Um, one of the reasons I'm very freaked out right now is because I've been having tech issues with my camera being weird and now my audacity thing pausing. Um, and these things have not happened before. And Robert is known for having like... he His reach is far. Yeah. Yes, his reach is far. Um, Yes, so, so um, museum staff instruct people on how to approach Robert. They say you have to treat him in a polite manner, ask him for permission to be photographed, thank him when you leave, and just generally treat him with respect. But even in the museum, it would still have lots of paranormal activity, like I had mentioned. Right away, the staff noticed a shift in energy. It just felt really off it felt really wrong even before he was on display um, and as soon as he was on exhibit security cameras and electronic devices began to regularly malfunction around robert if you were trying to take a picture of robert sometimes it wouldn't work at all sometimes it would just show up black again kind of why i'm freaked out right now um so they also the staff would report finding robert in new positions from where he was previously left and visitors still to this day report seeing his face change from very nice to very nasty in the blink of an eye shortly after he was first put on display letters started coming in for robert from previous visitors who were asking for forgiveness for their disrespectful behavior they would also send him gifts of things um, to try to buy his forgiveness for example there was a copy there was a couple who spent their honeymoon in Florida after visiting Robert, and they lost all their vacation photos as well as their wedding pictures. And so for their first anniversary, they actually decided to visit Robert again. And this time they brought him peppermint candy because Robert also has a sweet tooth. And after they asked him for forgiveness and brought him the candy, the lights in Robert's room went out for a minute. And the couple felt that this was Robert's way of expressing his thanks for the fam for the candy and um accepting their forgiveness the writer for a book on robert the doll said that he had four hard drives that were lost and that computer techs were able to retrieve everything except for the book manuscript and all of the backups of the manuscript also disappeared to this day letters still come in candy money and actually joints are even offered to him to ask him for forgiveness um there's a movie made about him. Books were written about him. Um, he actually has a caretaker who will check on him once a year because of the humidity in Florida. And she'll just make sure that he still weighs the same and that he's not, you know, being damaged from the humidity at all. And so far, so good. No damage at all. His little display case is temperature controlled and humidity controlled. Um, and yeah, that's the story of Robert the Doll. Take two. Haley? Yes. Okay. I was afraid. <laughs> I thought you had left me. I dropped out as well. Okay. Everything. Okay. Nothing works now. Wake up. Wait, you dropped out? No. I'm just being an asshole. Ah! Don't do that to me! <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun. I don't like it. Good old Robert. Okay. Less said about that, the better. Yeah, that's Robert the doll. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Haley, welcome back. Very excited to have you back again. Um, if you like what you hear, feel free to sub Oh, speaking of, I mentioned, I for people who skip this part at the end, you are missing out, and I will make sure to mention this in the beginning of next episode. But um, right now, we are like halfway through my goal that I have set for ourselves for listeners. So if we reach that monthly goal... I will send out t-shirts that I handmade with my love to people who I will do a giveaway and I will hand make three t-shirts with my cricket that say my existential crisis on them. They'll be like tie dyed, uh, to have like that black and white crackly effect. Um, and I'll give them out if we hit our goal. Uh, yeah, you know, cute, just repping our, our merch. Um, feel free to follow us at 
nope follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at me crisis pod and if you have any topic suggestions or just comments in general feel free to dm us or email us at my existential crisis podcast at gmail.com Woo-hoo. anything else got puff mm, nothing on my end baby cool awesome well i love you love you thank you for coming back mm-hmm. and have a good weekend bye, bye.